Howdy folks, today is Monday, March 26, 2012. I'm Skip Ruddertail, your Otter Editor. With me, as always, is... Tunces, the, uh, the train-taking cat. The train-taking cat. The transport cat. The cat that moves around and does things, I guess. I don't know. Wow, he's a quantum cat. He's <laughs> he's everywhere and Shredding nowhere at cat. once. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to go. That's a little dark. And just a, a normal reminder, or normal from now on, the... Bad Dog Book Club, while not all our stories are adult, it is an adult podcast. Yeah, this is an 18 plus thing. So, well, no. And make sure you're of, Make sure you're of age in your jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah, that's Because that varies from Be country particular. to country. Yes. That's, yeah. Yeah, know. that's true. Whatever. So, uh, wherever, whatever, you know. No kids. You know, you know if you're allowed to listen to it. That's all yeah, we're saying. Yeah, and please don't if you can't. Right. <laughs> Creeps me out. For real. Yeah, yeah. So we, we just wanted to, you know, we'll, we'll make a habit of saying this little disclaimer um, without being so awkward in the future. Well, Skip handles all the official pronouncements. Like, he's still counting the episodes. What episode is this, again? This is uh, 27B. 27B. 27B, yes. We are reading Poison by Feora. And this is one of these stories, you know, one of the things I like to do is, you know, people, when we've read their story, I like to go to them and say, hey, you know, who's somebody you really like? What's a story you really mm-hmm. like? And can we read it? And uh, White Yodi said, oh, man, I have somebody in mind. It's Feora. I want to read this story. And can I do it? And I was like, hey, makes yeah, he my life really easier. Good, he did a really good sure. reading of it, too. He did an epic reading of mm-hmm. it. White Yodi. You will be getting calls in the future. Let's put it that way. That was excellent. And uh, it sounds like maybe, I know you recorded this at B-Hop Studio. You know, so excellent facilities. And, and it sounds like you may have had a little direction there, just to guess. So uh, thanks to B-Hop, too, if that was the case. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, man. Yeah, so thanks, both of you guys. We appreciate it. And I did, finally, I got a promise. So, dude, we are holding you to it. Hop did finally promise to send us some stories because I've been trying for a while. Yeah, uh, I did, cool. you know I, I first heard one of his uh, when Alex did that writing workshop back when he was still Alex. Uh, <laughs> Khaki dog did that did that writing workshop online and it was yeah. really good. So I was like, finally, he's like, okay, well they're really short, and I said, okay, give us a two or three pack, you know, since they're really short. And we can maybe and just we discuss can, we two can, or three. we can do two or three, yeah. That works. I think so. We've done that before with different author shows. I think we yeah. could do it with the same. So, yeah, that, and that goes to the rest of you. If, you've, if you're like, well, I already get cool stories, but they're like a thousand words, you know, give us a couple of them. That's all right. We'll make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, go Poison, let's talk about it. Um, we also have some responses in. In the last couple weeks, we're getting some good feedback lately. So I'm excited about that. Oh, we got that. some responses we in the did. last one? Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention that I didn't realize until later was I said mm-hmm. this was our first, like, star-fucking story, mm-hmm. the last one. that I realized, no, we'd done Cinnamon's story, which is essentially a star-fucking story because the guy's a porn star. That's And true. I was going to say, I think that would be a, a much better example for how to handle that because he had he like he fleshed out the character before they even revealed that he was some significant ah, person. Interesting. And I mean, and he just he's just some kind of like uh, a kind of studly manly guy even before you realize that he's. Well, that's interesting. The order of kind of how this person's introduced, or you know, what we know about this guy is da 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 da. Oh, and 
he's a porn star. Yeah, it's kind of rather than introduced. he's a porn star, and then here's other things about it. Yeah, and in Ronnie's, right. and in Ronnie's story, it's like I said, it was just he's famous because he's famous, and he's awesome because he's famous. And I'm saying, mm-hmm. uh, and I know I you know. hate that saying about you know don't uh, don't tell show. Yeah, or whatever. Uh, but show you know, don't maybe, tell. maybe there's a uh, okay. I won't go there. I won't go there. Um, I know it's not that it isn't bad advice. It's just really insipid advice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't you think? As a writer, you could say. I don't know. Sometimes I think it's useful. I almost feel like if if I, if someone like came up to me for for baseball advice and they were asking like, okay, but okay, want to start? Like, I want to really get really good at baseball. Um, how do I get my mitt on my hand? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not going to give you advice on how to put your mitt on your hand. I mean, come on now, that's just hopeless. <laughs> if you can't figure out something as simple as you should, you know, be expressive rather than just directly and flatly narrating things. Eh, sorry, I don't think so advice I, is gonna help. I, maybe it sound, maybe you feel it sounds like a football commentator reading a story. Where like, oh yeah, this these guys came here to play some football. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's <laughs> right? exactly what it is. These, guys, these guys are playing hard. They're going out. They're leaving one hundred and ten percent on the field, and they're they're showing. They're not telling. Like they're what, showing. They're what not telling. What they've got to do is they've got to throw the ball and score some touchdowns to win this one. See what they're gonna have to do is they're gonna have to put themselves in their characters' minds so that they can understand the dialogue their character. You know, if would they speak. don't, if they don't want the Patriots to score any points, they've got to stop him from scoring <laughs> yeah by the way i guess that's just some Fox, writing advice you nbc know, sounds to me. espn if you're listening to this and you like it we are happy <laughs> to jump in there on monday night football or right? the playboy we'll channel do it. We'll do what, it. If, what if what if the next step in pornography is just live narration you know like <laughs> like like the, the youtube comments at the bottom of amateur porn like what is that it's just like two guys wanting to comment on what's going on in the screen because it's much you know, better if, than if just... he wants to fuck this fox he's got to get his cock in there it's like, oh, you know, he's been, he's been eating this lady's pussy for like three minutes. I'm ready for him to just stick it in. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> oh. That's no, that's the, that's what's gonna make <laughs> pornography uh, much more profitable again. Mm-mm. Is the commentary? Oh yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so you know, speaking of sports, honestly, and you know, I have to mention B Hop because he wrote in uh, with uh, some good comments last week. Because you know, we he told left- us to buy foam. He did tell us to buy foam, I and I will foam. have to say, I mean, even if I could afford it, it's kind of an issue with space, because we've got, you know, Bon and I, we have a nice place here. Uh, we've got two bedrooms. Obviously, we're using one of them. We have a guest yeah. bedroom. And I don't know, I think our guests might be a little worried if they came into <laughs> it, and, and the it walls are covered, and it's soundproofed, <laughs> and I'm like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That make yourself be good. comfortable. You know, if you hear this like hissing, like gas noise, if you like need sleeping yell- <laughs> gas, just ignore it. If you need to yell for something, open the door first. Yeah, and like why the floor is covered in plastic tarps? Like nothing, nothing. You know, no reason. And the contract is built so, so the lock goes on the outside. We don't know why. Right. We've been trying it's to get crazy. it fixed. It's crazy. Yeah. So, be hop. We'd love to. So, in, in love to host you, but. You know, in in honor of that, we're we've got the microphone a little closer today, so hopefully that'll you know fix some of those issues. There. The issues you meaning his complaining? Yeah, yeah. He, he said he us, said nice things. He even so sent us a, he even sent us a link to buy foam at. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess behop what we need is an extra room first, and and then so if you buy the extra room, I'll chip in for the foam. <laughs> How's that? But uh, no, B Hop. had a couple comments. Um, one is just a general one, which I thought was really cool. And he just said, "I'm very pleased to see how you're willing to celebrate the unique qualities of the stories 
you read and critique fearlessly the parts of the stories you read that deserve it. Too often I feel like our fandom is so blind in promoting its own works, those in positions like yours play too much softball, to put it in the sports terms I understand best. <laughs> You're aggressive about pointing out the problems that stories have, as well as pointing out the qualities that I often don't see when I first read them. Thank you for recording such a thoughtful and insightful discussion. So... <laughs> I mean, that was awesome. That was really cool. Thank so we you. try. And I think, you know, I'm glad you have you because I think, you know, some of the, it's kind of, I, it's one well, thing Well, you're the I've one who does the critique, really. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't feel like, well, well, I feel I like I'm critiquing alternate. things. I think we alternate. Like, I think no, you we seem to me. take kind of a, each of us, depending on the story, I think we kind of, you know, we talk about it a bit ahead of time before we actually start the recording. We kind of, if people want to know the process, we don't get too much into detail because we want to keep the podcast kind of free form and spontaneous right. feeling but we usually spend a few minutes kind of saying you know just in general just making saying, sure we talking have topics about, basically right various things here are the things we want to hit you know here's what we liked here's what we didn't you know very general terms mm-hmm. and that seems to kind of lead on a typical basis to one of us being more of an advocate for the story and one of us being a little more critical and it's not absolutes um but it seems like i feel like and that's usually each story just, you, know, you want to have moves. balance yeah i always feel like it's good to have balance it is, and it I, is. I, i'm always wary of going coming out and critiquing a story as mm-hmm. if i'm gonna fix it i think right. you, you prod me on those things you do a much better job of outright critique i think from a, yeah. like a critic standpoint but i i know I, I think you're very good too no i i really do i commit to i think like the book club atmosphere where if you didn't like something or you just mm-hmm. wasn't your, your to your taste doesn't mean you have to fix it. Doesn't mean you have to hate it. You just need to talk about what you what your response was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I just didn't like the story. Mm-hmm. So I think Hop, we know try to do. You know, we try to treat these things cool. And it's. It, I mean, I really like the whole. Let's talk seriously about porn. <laughs> I, I I love it. I mean, I just get a kick out of it. So Why thank not? you. Um, Bihop also commented a little bit too about what we left last show on which was my little observation from Sofrey that, you know, boy, it seems like most of the stories this week or that week, whatever, three weeks ago, I guess, mm-hmm. um, most of the straight stories are human furry mixes. Yeah. And most of the gay stories are furry furry mixes. And why is that? And we had a few kind of, you know, thoughts about this. And uh, you know, B-Hop writes... I thought I'd weigh in on that, just to offer you one person's thoughts. I'm straight, but I have an interest in gay sexuality between anthro characters. I've read books and stories featuring it. I've downloaded art with it. I've even included some of it in my own work. But I can also say that though I'm comfortable with gay sex between anthros, in fantasies that deal with human on anthro, I absolutely prefer straight. I don't think this is a double standard. When anthros are involved, it's clearly fantasy, and things that I would find personally uncomfortable in reality become comfortable. comfortable. Gay sex is just one of those things. In fantasy, there can be polygamy, harems, sexual slavery, other things that for as much fun as I might find in fantasy, I'd find intolerable in reality. Right. That's the point of fantasy. And while this is probably not the case for everyone, because my fantasies involve anthros being a furry after all, when humans are involved, it lacks that separation I've grown accustomed to. When humans enter the picture, I feel I need to pull the fantasy closer to my own physical desires, which means making it straight and monogamous, in mm-hmm. accordance with the 13th Amendment. <laughs> a little joke there. Right. <laughs> 
But I like. Whatever, I think that's a good. I mean, I think that's a really interesting point. Is that you know one of the things that sci-fi and fantasy does in general, and this is something we've talked about on the show, is creates right. a distance. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about it. You know, it's place in especially you know, historic classic sci-fi, okay. which is how we're going to talk about real issues in a way that is approachable to people won't stop reading because like, oh, that's political, but they'll read it because it's about Martians. Right. Even though it's political. And so we've talked about this distance. Yeah. But this is not political. This is sexual. Mm-hmm. And we sexual haven't talked about that aspect of it. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, this is, you know, more of a sexual angle and saying that, you know, furries have a distance. And so, and I think that's a good segue into the story. Maybe. Oh, because uh, it's something that you find uncomfortable personally because it's non-consent, and it's so like I, that's not like violent too. Right, it is, and this so this is a really good example. Like I thought this, I enjoyed this story. I thought it was hot. You know, I was I was shifting mm, uncomfortably really? in the car. Yeah, oh yeah. See, it just, it's we, just we, not we were listening taste. to this in the car, guys. So listeners, and I was you know driving. Really, along. you were? Oh, I was I was keeping my head oh, my I eyes wish. forward on the road. Yeah, exactly. See, that's good. You didn't you wouldn't have seen anything. Because... I just had to shift a little. You know, I was discreet. Um, oh, jeez, I'm crap. But because you know, when I'm in the car, I'm in a terror, and I'm watching every car around us and wondering how it's going to kill us. Wow. And Skip's just trying to I'm shift his boner. I'm a pretty good driver. I think. It ha- where, whatever car I'm in. I mean, come okay. on, I'm Tunes's. What do I expect? Tunes's, look out! Tunes's, look out! I mean, yeah, come on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't like cars. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, we're driving along, and I, you know, there are a couple of points where I kind of, you know, wiggle around there, you know, just to just to be a little more comfortable. <laughs> that's I did all. Not that's even all. Notice. Oh my goodness! Uh, didn't even notice because he was sure he's gonna die. Uh, <laughs> but you know, this is right. This is interesting. So I enjoyed the story, but okay, let's say if these are real. I mean, if this was real life, it's horrible right i mean it, yeah. it's it's these people are horrible to each other like people are dying but even people just to are make it like real life you have, yeah, yeah yeah people are getting raped mm-hmm. i mean it's all there's nothing good really about this no there isn't um except people get off i guess you know no, so we can not, say that's good in this context that's not very good it's not very good right so yeah, I absolutely get what you're saying. And so there are degrees of, you know, separating this. And this is so obviously the first degree is saying, well, this is about two furries who can't exist in real right. life. So there you go. There's the first degree of separation. Um, I think one of the others is the setting, which, you know, we had a Ronnie story last week. We talked about the fact that it's kind of this outrageously over-the-top, couldn't-happen-in-real-life setting. Right. And, you know, that's how the story is. And this is the same way. I mean, we've got this, you know, crazy bar. Now that you've seen Star Wars... Yeah, I mean, you, you have compare to know, it to the, to the, to the yeah. bar scene with Han I think Star everybody who's a Star Wars fan cannot help but read the opening part of the story and think of the cantina scene. In the first Star Wars movie, where you know they come in Luke Obi Wan and they meet Han and Chewie, and you know so Han shoots Greedo, so people off. are getting shot. I think it's a, I think it's an homage. Oh, I, I don't like that whole homage rip off distinction because it's both at the same time. Everything is, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, well. So I think it's, you know, definitely a homage. I think it has, I mean, it's so obvious to me that it's reminding And it does set the tone right out. Like, this is like a, an extreme fantasy world where you can shoot someone in the face and people don't even blink an eye because it's crazy world. Well, what do you think You know, to me, that, that actually kind of alienates me from it. I can't, if it seems like I'm not even inhabiting the same emotional plane mm-hmm. as the, 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 the people in this sci-fi fantasy world, mm-hmm. I can't connect to it emotionally. And that degree of separation does me no good at all. Well, we had another letter that said that they felt the story begins too early. And really? that they said it should have started when he got poisoned. And yeah, they said like, get rid uh, of the whole opening thing so it's interesting that you, you know so i want you to talk a little well, the about why this is, is just set the scene why is it important to have it there because you know another reader said it's it's okay. not it well, doesn't do anything you want to st- i think you want to start a lot of stories in media res and I, whenever i'm writing pulp i always want to start that in media res too but the difficulty there is that and i'm probably mispronouncing that i'm a fucking idiot but uh, the 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 problem with that is you don't have the ability to st- to start a world up out of nothing right. and start characters up out of nothing and have mm-hmm. it really click right away sometimes. And if you're trying to like create, first of all, a distant fantasy world with a wholly different uh, geography and political structure mm-hmm. and moral base and all these things, whatever, it's kind of hard just to hop right into it and have people, you know, get their bearings. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's... I can understand wanting to, to, to start at the best part, mm-hmm. but especially when you're trying to, to set up something that's so distant from what we're from now, you, you need a little bit of uh, a running room, I think. Well, and, and I, I, I'm sort of, I suppose, in the middle on this, I have to say. Like, I could see that it isn't necessary, but I also don't feel, I don't feel it's terribly long or terribly distracting. And yeah, so it doesn't bother it didn't me. feel like a long story in the first place. Yeah, so, you know, I, I could see the point, and I guess, strictly speaking, it wouldn't be necessary, but I don't think it hurts anything being there either. Um, so I don't see a problem leaving it there, I suppose. Uh, you know, but this this is interesting. In the non-consensual aspect, you know, I had another uh, person comment to me, you know, that they the non-consensual aspect really bothered them. And, I mean, the thing is, we talked about, like, uh, things you can stand and have, like, different levels of things. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't this yeah. be, like, a pretty offensive? Because it's violent. Mm-hmm. It is. And, I mean, like, and I I, I can kind of have, like, the non-consent fantasy to the degree mm-hmm. of people think, like, okay, this guy is really kind of closeted, but mm-hmm. he's really shy, but he actually kind of secretly wants it from the beginning, but is yeah. just too shy to really be open about it until mm-hmm. you're really kind of... That, but that's like a really like milk toast. This is like a, a guy like yeah. saying, I'm going to fuck you for my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what on earth? Like, I don't know. See, that's what I think is so fun. I mean, that's the fun part of the story. Because it's just me. so like out I of said, the that's, so crazy. That's the over the top part. I mean, as you said in the car, you're listening to it. You're like, oh, my God. Is they going to like, or they're going to like, fuck, to, he's going to fuck to stay alive. And I was like, yes, because that's hilarious. And that's, I think that's it's hilarious. I think that's my favorite thing about this story, because it is, I mean, it's a hilarious, like, I, I really feel like I would love to hear back from you, Feora. Um, once you listen to this, if, if I'm right about your process, because I almost feel like somebody said. Like, you know, but write a story where they have to fuck to survive. <laughs> you know, just as a yeah. joke. I mean, isn't that great? I mean, it's a hilarious concept. Like, if somebody said to you, Toon says, write a story 
where they have to fuck to survive. <laughs> and this is it. And, and, and that's what and the whole... I mean, it does make it like a, like a cat, like a, uh, an apocalyptic yeah. setting. Like, the first thing that came to my mind was, okay, so there's, like, a soccer team on an airplane and it's starting <laughs> to crash into yeah. the Andes. And they have to fuck to stay alive. It's the only way we'll stay warm. Right. I mean, that that's what I love about this story, because I feel like that's that's the starting point it would not be surprised at all, but I feel like that's the starting point the entire story is built around. And everything in the story exists to set up the scenario. That you have to fuck to survive. That you have to fuck to survive. And I love A very that. Darwinian story. I mean, I love the... I just love the idea of that. Even you know, because though, it's so stupid. Even though it ultimately means it comes out in this very, like, forceful non-consent mm-hmm. scene. Like, it just yeah. doesn't bug you because it's so, like... It's got, like, a clown nose on, basically. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, if it was... Like a realistic kind of thing. I mean, if this was set contemporary, and, and you know, it's you know, clear when the somebody... response is even natural because the panther is so clearly enjoying it by the end right, instead of exactly. having his body like wrecked and like physically torn apart. Now, and that's why I could handle the end scene. Now, if this was you know set present day on like a college campus, you know, and somebody got drunk and like grabbed and you yeah. know raped. It would be a lot harder to read for me. Just but this is so mm. goofy in conception. I'm not. You, know, you see I'm that not, a lot. I'm not worried about the people. Let's put it that way. I don't have any. I don't have. You know, any, I'm not upset I because I'm not worried about the panther <laughs> because it's such a goofy. Because it's situation. a stupid panther. Who cares? Yeah. 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 It's just a character. Like if in a I book. was worried about the panther, <laughs> then I might be upset. But it's such a goofy story that I can't be worried mm. about the panther. Oh my goodness. Uh, so who never gets named. I guess he doesn't, yeah. huh? Yeah. The rhino. But the rhino has some weird names. I'm just going to call him the rhino. Yeah. Um, remember, like, I, think that, I think that White Yodi's story... Uh, White Yodi's reading really worked with the tone of the story and probably emphasized it. Oh, yeah. You know, he and acted it out real he, well. Because he acted it out. The voice work he did, especially for the panther when he's getting nailed <laughs> was really great. And it was really funny too. And I think it suited the tone of the story. So yeah, that's why I think there may be some direction there. Cause that's what B hop does. And you might've, you know, said, Oh, let's redo this line a little less. So you guys will have to let us know mm-hmm. uh, what the process was there. I'm curious. Um, and, and I, we had another comment, uh, you know, from musky rat boy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what. I'm but sorry, he's like, your name made me laugh. But your musky, name made me laugh. But it's like M U S K I E. Isn't that like a like a musky, like a fish, like a musclange? I don't know. But boy is B O I, which B O I. That's weird. Yes. Musky rat boy. <laughs> boy. Uh, but he commented on the the readings, right? And he couldn't stop giggling through the entire thing. So I don't think I'm alone in enjoying. This kind of humor, um, and I feel like it was, you know, if if I feel like that's what Fiora set out to do from the get go. Like I said, this crazy concept and the story is all built around this crazy scenario, it and is I think of he funny. did it really well. You know, I, I know that in retrospect, I realized that was my my response to the story was more or less just humor because I wasn't it wasn't clicking for me sexually clearly, but uh-huh. I was laughing along to it. So. Yeah, and it wasn't like a, a derisive laugh, like. Oh, this is clearly so bad, but I mean, it's, yeah. it's a well-written story. Yeah. And the talent's clearly I mean, there, it, but it, it's, it's, it's a, just the it's scenario definite, is so out there. It's You're a right. definite wink at the audience, I feel. You know, it, he, it's not... 
you know, it, it's funny to be funny. And, and he's being hot at the same time, but he's still like, I'm writing a funny porn story with this goofy over-the-top scenario. Yeah, just these, these, these over-the-top, like, gruff and rhino character. Like, oh, like, it I reminds mean, me of, like, every, every, like, every generic, yeah. like, uh, a movie, like, a, uh, but, a big budget mm-hmm. summer blockbuster movie, like a Rambo-type nonsense like that. Yeah. No, <laughs> I agree. And, and that's... That's the first thing that started cluing me that this is going to be, the story is going to be a bit of a joke because we have this character who's so over the top and he's in this setting, which is straight out of Star Wars, you know, this mm-hmm. thing that we can connect to and all the, and the panther comes up and he's in a black cloak and you can't see it, you know, just his face <laughs> and his teeth and, and everything is so stereotyped. Right, everything is mm-hmm. this perfect comic book, you know, no subtlety character. I mean, they're broad characters, is what they are. And in those settings, you see, like, some really horrible things represented anyhow, when you ever just really yeah. stop to think about it. Like, just mm-hmm. flip through a comic book and, like, see right. 12 people mowed down in like, right. a strip club or something like yeah. that. And just because, oh, Spider-Man came in and saved the lady, you know. Right. <laughs> it's like, whatever. Spider-Man was a little slow today. <laughs> I don't know, that, but anyway, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, don't, I never very, I never responded very well to violence. That's mm-hmm. all. I just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Is that a European thing? Because say in Europe, uh, the sexuality on TV is rampant, but any kind of expression of violence is like, uh, yeah. No, I mean that's why I didn't find it a hugely hot story. I think uh, you, know, you just you had know, to discreetly. Fine. I did have to discreetly, you know, because it's pretty hot. But I mean, we've. I feel like we've read stories that have definitely done it more for me. Um, like hit, hit, hit it on those, like just. Yeah. Bullseye? Yeah. I get and this it. wasn't that, but, you know, it was, it was pretty hot for what it was. White U.S. said he loved this story. Yeah. He did? Well, that's why well, I wanted he picked to do it. it. Yeah. yeah, he picked uh. it. So, uh, no, I, 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 enjoyed re- I enjoyed listening to it. I enjoyed reading it. And, you know, when he said we want to run this one, I said go for it. You know, no question. Um, so, I, yeah, I think it was kind of neat to, to see another take on this um, kind of absurdist uh, you know, world in this story. So I, I, I kind of like that, too. Um, we've got some good things coming along in the next few episodes, mm-hmm. I think, too. Do you have a story um, for Alex episode? is recording one for us right now. Uh, that's going to be Mouse Porn. That's right, Mouse yes, Porn. Mouse Porn. And oh, that's by a... And that's a straight story. That is a straight story. It's a good story, straight story. Jesus. And it's a pretty straightforward straight story. That's a, that's a straight story. We're trying to get the straight that's listeners. That's by Pyro Stinger, so I think that's going to be our next he's episode. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, he's good. Um, yeah, this is, our fir- this is his first uh, episode, I think, so that'll be mm-hmm. nice. And he's somebody I wanted to have for a while, so I was very happy when he sent some stuff in, so thank you. Uh, so we got that. A straight story, oh God. Yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to this one. I like this one. And uh, I wanted to say earlier, mm-hmm. though, by the way, that like B Hop's relationship to um, gay like mm-hmm. gay sexuality in furries, like more or less my relationship to the straight sexuality in all media. Oh. Because when he's saying like, well, you know, I can look at like two gay furry characters, and you know, it's kind of like enticing if they get. I can watch a movie where like a guy and a girl get together, and it's still mm-hmm. kind of hot because yeah. you know. But I guess just because I'm trained to. Um, you know, well, see it's it that like way. one of these things. Maybe I'm bi. You know, maybe it's because I'm enough bi. But it's like when in a movie, like when you know the hero and heroine kiss or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, gross!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So I, I get that's a good point. That's something I, that hadn't occurred to me. I mean, so. I think it's just a, a, not necessarily a sci-fi thing, but a media thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it's not happening to you IRL, and if it, you're just and if you're watching it happen, you can conceptualize conceptualize it to a degree because you're just trying to bridge the distance between the TV and yourself. You know what I mean? Right, right. Then you know it, it's easier to connect. Well, with anything. there was um, there's a writer. Uh, that I was listening to on an episode of Escape Pod, and it skips my mind right now, but um, he's written a couple stories where his characters, they're both, they're about gay couples, but, you know, he talks, in the little bio they introduced him this, you know, he lives with his wife and kids, and wherever it is, and it made me, you know, it made me think about B. Hop's letter here, and obviously, like, the dynamics of gay couples obviously are, are something that's interesting him or how their relationship work or something that is interesting him to think about and write about and i was thinking about that in the context of b hop's letter too and in terms of this which was about previous stories but thinking about this story um you know saying for me for me it's okay to do for a guy to do it's more okay sometimes for a guy to do things to another guy than for a guy to do things to a woman why well and i was thinking about you're right what exactly why is that you know so if this story was non-consensual with a girl i think it would have been harder for me i uh, always like take if, the dynamics if, if things the like that. if the tiger or the, i'm sorry the panther <clears throat> was a woman it the non-consensual aspects, I think, would have. Well, the fact hit is, if stronger. I'm reading a non-consensual story, I'm identifying with the guy who's getting the stuff done to him, and I can't yeah. like do that near as easily if it's a lady. Yeah, for one thing, <laughs> because <clears throat> I mean, I don't know how uh, how many people really identify with the dominant character mm-hmm. in non-consent fantasies. It doesn't seem like any of the people I've ever talked to, and it seems like it's one of the um, actually more dominant fantasies. Mm-hmm. Among gay men, I found it's. A, I think it's a very common fantasy it's, it's among all common. people. I yeah, mean, yeah. But I, I don't know. I guess I can only speak from my experience with gay men. men but. but I'd say it's pretty common in general. And it's you know because it's. But everybody uh, like has this real milk toast understanding of it. Though it's the same mm-hmm. thing. Where it's like it's not really like you're being pinned down and, and, right. and abused. It's like yeah. oh, I'm shy, but this person who is so much more aggressive and you know right. assertive and confident, they're you know kind of bridging that gap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's like that's that not what's going on here. What? It's like that song you played for us in the car. Oh, that's that's about statutory rape, though. No, 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 no. The fuck me one. The fuck me. Oh, that one. Yeah, not you not, know, which not is bright why eyes. Don't you shut the fuck up and fuck me. What's fuck me by Wendy? What the fuck, me by Wendy what the fuck are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah. YouTube uh, that, everybody. Wendy Ho, fuck me. Wendy Ho. Look for a drag queen performance. Spelled of it. like it sounds. <laughs> um, but no, I was thinking about <laughs> that, and I think you know what it is is. You know, even these sci-fi stories that, you know, we're reading about animal people in the distant future, um, mm-hmm. obviously in our, you know, we are products of our culture, and we are reading them in the context of our own experiences and our own cultural knowledge. And so I can read it and say, you know, men and women don't have uh, equal access to power in general, in Western culture. Well, and so I can read that in the story. But that's something, I'm just saying, it's something that it's hard for me, you know, to separate that. I imagine in the some back women of my would have mind. non-consent fantasies for the same reasons I have non-consent fantasies. Oh, absolutely. Fantasies, I'm not, um, saying, so I'm not like... saying that, but I'm saying for me reading the story, if it was a woman in this space, it would be harder for me to read because I would be aware, aware of the fact that, you know, there's this imbalance of access to power. 
That's not so... I mean, there's still plenty of sexual abuse amongst gay men, oh, too. It's not like it's any I, less of a serious issue. I'm not issue. saying it's not. I mean, that's the thing. I'm not refuting this. I'm just saying, in general, you know, how, how that would affect me. I see. Yeah. That's all. I'm, so I'm not refuting, and I'm not trying to say, oh, you know, only women are abused, or all women are abused, and God help me, no. Because I don't want to get into that second wave feminism, like, porn is all objectifying women, because I that's total bullcrap, and I don't waiver? believe that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Fuck yeah. No, I, I don't like believe like that porn. at all. I mean, I think there can be feminist porn, and I think there can be, you know, positive porn. Yeah, but I don't like porn. I don't like, um, yet, like, here, real porn. And yet here No, no, what are. I'm saying is, I don't know, I see, the thing I like about mm-hmm. the furry porn is that it's not, it's not like, real people. people that are yeah. being, like, fit, like, paid to, like, mess around on yeah. screen. It's just artistic output. It's something, honestly, I like about no, furry porn and, and written porn, even if, if it's the non-furry terms, because I don't have to worry about the people in it. Because as much as, um, like, a non-consent story might maybe irk you, how much does mm. the concept of gay for pay or irk you? Yeah. That we're going, that the, the idea is that there are producers out there going there and, sh- and throwing money at supposedly straight mm-hmm. dudes to try to suck dick on camera. Yeah. That does make me a bit more yeah. uncomfortable. And I don't, like, I, and if I see that on like the shelf at a porno shop, I'm like, eh, I think I'm going to go well, home and check thing, out and FA. You don't have to worry about that if you're looking at furry porn. And I think that's a, I think that's a, a good thing to be said for furry porn, honestly. Not just like furry porn, but just... um. All amateur produced porn. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even like, I kind of like the, the webcam mm-hmm. website yeah. sometimes where the people post videos of themselves yeah. and you really can't see their Yeah, I, I, I really I can't exploited. watch like professional porn usually. Because like, you can see right through the actors is the yeah. thing. Like, I feel like I can watch, like just look right through. The guys them. are all like, yeah. And the women oh, are all like yeah. incredibly oh. loud. And you have to like put it on mute because they are so crazy loud. And it certainly doesn't like seem the least bit and I'm natural. I'm like, shut up. And it's like, I have neighbors above and below us. It's like, <laughs> mm. They're going to think bad things about me. I just wonder if someday, like, the porn we have now is going to seem to the future, like, when we look at old stereogram porn, right, where it's right. like, you, you flip a flip book and this lady, like, lifts up her skirt and yeah. dances with her, her knees, ankles exposed, and yeah. they're going to be looking at us going, like, oh, wow, so, like, they had to have them really act out, yeah. like, really, like, act, like moaning, like, was the stereo equipment not very good, they wouldn't be able to hear it very well? Are I'm like, never that loud in Are they like, where are the internal shots? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Like, how come there are no internal shots? Of the, oh, so you can gross. do that in furry porn. No, I, no, I imagine future porn being hyper-realistic, where, where it's just um, <laughs> amateurs uploading. Yeah. They're, you know, years of And it's not like people like acting all crazy. It's just people fucking. Yeah. Like, you just look yeah. into people's fucking. There you go. That's what I imagine future porn is. Just open the window blinds. Oh, there are people fucking. Yeah, I don't know. Just watching the video of people fucking. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then we've got, um, All Floor's going to be coming back for a third time because he has a new book coming out. Radical. And so we're going to read an excerpt from his new book. So that'll be interesting to read an excerpt mm-hmm. from a book. And, and that's something, you know, we haven't done a lot of. So that'll be, you know, and that's always a little bit of a different kind of read, I think, uh, than reading a whole contained story. So that'll be interesting. And then we got a few other things with pipelines, so I think we're good for the next three episodes at least. Yep, uh, which good is times. good. But we are always looking for more submissions. Send us your stuff. 
I like this because it means I don't have to do any work. I never have to yeah. anyway, but it means I don't have to do any does, work. I, skip does all the work. I, I mean, I've arrange. said it a hundred times before, but skip does all the work. I just show up and talk. Yeah, I arrange all the recordings, and I talk with all the people, and all the shows, podcasts, and he even handles transportation. And I drive Toonses here, and I drive <laughs> and he feeds me. home, and I cook <laughs> and dinner. He me dinner. And then what I just do talk. you do? I yeah. talk. I talk for about 30 minutes. Yeah, you do. Yep. But you're good. It's a good dynamic. You know, I you apparently exploit the <laughs> hell out of me, and I put up with it. So it's, a, it's a good dynamic for I wouldn't do it if you didn't tacitly show. allow it, basically. Apparently, <laughs> apparently this is a consensual uh, <laughs> relationship. and uh, I'm well, jocking you, but you like the it. The less said about that, the better, yeah. <laughs> Well, folks, uh, no, but do you have no, anything else? No, thank oh. you. Thank you so much well, for all the work. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for uh, exploiting me. <laughs> See, this is how otters get the reputation of you know being bonus, because I'm not. I'm so not. You know, now everybody's like, oh, you could walk all over, Skip. Because he does all... No, I, 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 to me, it sound, makes, sounds as if like you're the only person responsible mm-hmm. in, this, <laughs> in this production. <laughs> Yeah, so well. therefore, you're the only person capable of actually handle, handling, uh, you know, issues. That I mean, sounds more dominant to me. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's my reading okay, of it. Okay, I'll I'll go along with that. All right, so I, I think that uh, wraps us up for this episode. Mm-hmm. I, it was, you know, just a, you know, short little story. I think a fun little story. I think it was well written. Uh, there were several lines in it that made me laugh too. So you know, I think it was just it was a, a great clever story. written little story, not deep, but wasn't trying to be. And I think it, you know, I, I really feel it was built around this mm-hmm. how to make this single concept happen. And that's what it set out to do. And that's exactly what it did. And I think it's good to, you know, to view these that's things in terms of what they survive. set out to do. Yeah. Fuck to survive. And, yeah. and this, this had the goal. And I think it, it hit it admirably. So thank you, Fiora. Um, now we're going to ask you if you have a story you'd like to nominate. So uh, do, do be thinking about that. And the rest of you guys, we'll see you next week. Uh, with a new one. Arrivederci. Straight hat sex. Can't Mouse wait. porn. Oh, yeah. Word. Straight porn. I'm going to enjoy this one. All right. <laughs> yes, we will make tunes. Oh, I will not read be able to like straight myself porn. Up. Who's reading it? Uh, Alex. Is. Alex is reading Khaki it. Khaki right. Khaki dog. Khaki Alex is reading dog the straight porn. <laughs> yeah, we're making poor Alex, you know, who's not straight either, you know, read the straight Do we porn. have any straight person involved in this production at all? Well, not directly. In we seem like a pretty no. uniform group, really, between you, me, and uh, and Khaki. Except I mean, I'm like European. the most straight, and that's saying a lot. But I'm just saying, just in terms of all demographics, like mm-hmm. even age wise, we're pretty similar. Like, are we all yeah. are, like? What about religion? Uh, I'm I'm like I don't know. I'm probably agnostic. Socioeconomic status. Uh, well, we're getting in the middle class now. That's true. I'm still poor. Alex is middle class. Okay, so I, I, I represent I'm the poor the voice class. on, the, on the podcast. There you go. And it's Alex, important. I guess, Alex represents the 1%. Alex, Alex is the European. He, he's very... He's the, old, the old money. He's, he's very the old world old money. Yes. He's very efficient, stylish. I mean, he bought us He bought us the microphone. He bought us the microphone, <laughs> yes. So he's our, that's why he's the producer. That's why he's the producer. Right, well, what was the, the title he liked? Uh, I think producer's good. It wasn't producer. It was some silly thing. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. He, he's our produ- khaki half dog, so we could say, like... He's the Bad magic Dog maker. Book Club is a production of Bad Dog Books. Skip Rudder Tail, Toons is the Driving Cat, and Khaki yeah, so Dog, send all executive lawsuits producer. There. Yes, send, send all, all lawsuits go to Europe. Yes. 
Maybe, and and you ha- they will be paid out in uh, Greek drachmas. <laughs> so uh, collect on that while you can. <laughs> All right, folks. Good night. <laughs>